0: And welcome to this week's edition of Waves, the unpredictable podcast. So, as I said before, this is a revamped, rebranded situation, and I want for you to come into each episode with an open mind and an open heart. Each topic might not be something that I'm familiar with, something I'm passionate about, but each topic means something to someone. That's the most important thing. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And welcome back to the Waves podcast once again. So, this week's episode is a little different, as you all know. My book is coming out soon, so each every other episode for the past three weeks the upcoming weeks is gonna be based on the chapters in my book giving a little glimpse of what the book is about but this week is not that we're not doing that this week um last week my friends and i had a wild wednesday on our social medias where we posted the most extreme not really not just this rogue posts i would call it so Stuff that goes against just single posts, single people type of posts about I'm single. I'm going to be single forever and stuff like that. I was in these moments where I really like started to question the idea of being single forever. There's like a soccer song in Trinidad to be for carnival of would, used single like, not this carnival, like a few carnivals ago. It was like, i got to be single forever. And in like looking at that song, I actually love the lyrics, but I think I'll, I'll be charged for that. Um, I I can't. I'm poor, so like, I'm not doing that. But I've been single for what feels like the best few years of my life. I've been single. I don't remember. It's not my fault, guys. I don't remember because I've been happy since I've been single, so I don't really remember the sad times. Um. I've been single maybe since 2019 let's say 2019 2020 no that was last year 2019 2019 sometime in 2019 if it was in the beginning it was the end or was it the end of 2018 I don't remember but I've been single for a while so I consider myself an expert <laughs> and I could speak for myself and say that I have never been happier in my entire life. Like I see couples, like I see them, but I don't envision myself being that. I haven't really thought about it yet. And it's as I wrote this book, which we're not talking about in this episode, but like while writing it, there were like there's a sub specific set of chapters which we'll be talking about later that tackle love and for me, I had to start questioning, why was I single? Because it's not like if nobody wanted to be with me, I just don't want to be with anybody else. And there are so many reasons behind that. So we're going to be talking about emotional instability in this episode. We're going to also be talking about self-awareness, which is something that really was brought to my knowledge later on. In me and single in me trying to maneuver my way through it. We're gonna be talking about self partnerships, which will also happen in the book, but we're gonna really like dive in on it right now. We're gonna also be talking about the idea of glamorizing and fantasizing on a relationship rather than fantasizing on the betterment of yourself, and finally. We're going to be talking about relationships and the dynamic for what a relationship looks like in this era of life and we're going to be implementing some social media stuff but yeah so we're going to have different conversations all surrounding on the single life and welcome back to this week's episode the single life as i said we're going to be tackling i guess how I have manoeuvred the single life and what I've learned since being single and what I would, what I would, what are the advice that I would give on to anybody that would want to enter the single life. First thing I want to just start talking about is emotional vulnerability and the lack thereof. I think that in leaving my last serious relationship I lost that emotional stability that any human being should have. I no longer had that level of faith in a committed relationship, in myself, in any endeavor that involved me having to love another person. Yeah, I didn't have that. I genuinely felt like if I was unlovable, that I felt like if I did a lot of stuff wrong, I felt like I was the real villain in, all, in my last love story. But then looking back, I think the villain was communication. I think the villain was my ability to be emotionally vulnerable. Being somebody that wasn't raised among like emotionally vulnerable people, I've never understood what the purpose of it was. And it was in leaving my last relationship where I really realized that it's important for us to be aware of our emotions, not to suppress them, not to allow them to build up until we explode, but rather be able to be open and honest, not just with your partner, but with yourself. It's something that we take for granted because we just think, yeah, things could just work out and we could just do this or we could just have sex or we could do anything and we could just make a we could drink we could do this. but we in in doing all of those things we tend to distract ourselves from the reality of the situation, which is we need to be honest with ourselves. We need to be honest with the people that we're with. and for me, I was never honest in my last relationship, especially with myself. and we're back to the podcast of the day as I was saying in relation to emotional vulnerability I think that now that I have been single I no longer especially with the last set of the guys that I met I didn't feel that urge to want to be with them I didn't have that desire to be with anybody. I literally would talk to them and be like, this ain't going nowhere. And I felt like if it was really unfair to them, because majority of the guys genuinely were nice guys. you had good hearts, good intentions. And I was like, "Ahaha, I am a player. I am a manis, i.e. a female gyalis, and I am okay. But like that rabbit from tricks to play games, I wasn't here for anything serious. And we I can't quote, I think it's like the Dreary Drake song, Lovey Dovey. That was me, I wasn't here for that. And it was so unfair to them because it's like I would genuinely be like talking to them, remembering, Oh my god, and today's like your niece's birthday, or like, Oh my god, I remember you like this. And I just was doing that because I remembered not because I cared. And it reminded me of moments in my life where guys did the exact same thing to me. And I just woke up one morning and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. It's really unfair to them. And I wouldn't like it if it was doing done to me. And I just stopped lying. Like, I just, like, cut everybody off. And I just said, you know what we mean? Take a break. And so I did. And I think that I always tell people everybody's healing process is different everybody's journey is of course different somebody came to me recently and asked me they said I, I adult different and I'm adulting really well and they want to adult like me and I was like no nah, like you can't adult like me because we're two different people or adulting journey would be completely different and I say that to say my healing process is completely different to yours but I will give you advice on what I did I took a year off I took a year off from anything relatively romantical if I was talking to anybody I am so sorry during that year I was I was it was all a lie you know that Carly Red seeing in love and it was all a lie uh, they lied the whole time that was me I um I needed a year off. I needed time to regain an understanding of who I was. And it was the best year of my entire life. I literally had fun. And I think for me, that year represented a time in which I reflected on a lot of decisions I made. And I I had to pull myself aside and give myself a few slaps and be like, hey... Shouldn't have done that. Hey, could have handled that better. Hey, could have communicated better. Hey, you didn't do anything wrong here. And you just need to stop taking responsibility for something you didn't have any control over. And for me, that was the most important part of my healing journey. The ability to gain an awareness for my wrongdoings, but still gaining an awareness for what I did right. I was able to sit down and genuinely think about everything, from the first day to the last day, to the "Mm, could be last day, to the really this is the last day. (laughs) Like I got to like literally like like take each step, like each moment, step by step, and analyze it and understand where I went wrong, understand where I think he went wrong for me in dealing with me. And be like, yeah, you you could work on this. Now I wasn't gonna tell him what he could work on because he already had his life in a different order. And I I one thing I've learned is never interrupt somebody's healing process. So I wasn't gonna interrupt him. I I, that's not my life to live. But I made sure I interrupted my process, and I was like, I held myself accountable for every little thing that I did that was wrong. self-partnerships okay so let me tell you where i got this from like this is like a whole backstory i have always thought i have been single i was like Ugh, i'm single yeah i'm single oh my god i am so single and i started to realize that people attributed me being single with be being lonely, and i was like yeah no i'm not like i am really happy in my single life and i was looking at like a i was reading like some articles not I'm being single i'm not that desperate but i was reading some articles and somebody said something along the lines of and being self-partnered and i was like "oh, like oh it's like oh this sounds cute what is being self-partnered and i like it caught my eye and I was like, yeah, um, I'm that now. So for me, being self-partnered means being one with yourself, being aware of who you are, understanding you, learning to love you. And, from, and in my past experiences, I have always had an issue with learning to love myself, whether it be body issues, whether it be just outright self-heat, whether it be a lack of self-esteem and self-value and for me being self-partnered allowed for me to learn to love myself from a different perspective and in doing so I was able to genuinely regain a level of appreciation and respect for myself that I didn't have before. I think that becoming self-partner is so much fun. I think that it allows for you to love yourself. I always say the analogy I use when it comes to being in a relationship and leaving one, especially toxic ones. It's like, think of yourself as an a painter and you've, or an artist or an artist, I think. And you've painted the most beautiful representation of who you are, of your muse ever in your entire life. You've slaved yourself for years. And you give it to the person that you love. They look at it. They tilt their head. They say, it's all right. But it needs some work. And they wipe that entire canvas clean. And they rewipe it so clean that they erase your initials and put their own. That's what it feels like when you're in a toxic relationship with somebody. <laughs> any relationship, somebody. Well, not any. Like a toxic one. And you lose who you are. And you have to regain yourself. And being self-partnered is being that artist. Getting back that white canvas. And starting a new muse. Finding a new light inside of you that you've never seen before. So what I would advise anybody listening to this. Is to find that muse. Find that passion. That drive. That that feeling inside of you that nobody else would ever understand. Find it. Pandora box it and keep it near to you at all times. Let it be a reminding factor as to why you have to continue living, as to why you want a better future for yourself, for your generations to come. Why you want, Why when you do reach your point where you feel comfortable loving somebody again, that you remember who you are, that nobody could take that canvas, that you would go so hard on again. And then wipe it clean and paint it to suit them. No, because that's your canvas. You were given that and you have to use that canvas to represent your muse. And the final part of this episode is based on the glamorization of relationships. The one thing I have learned, honestly speaking, in being single is that relationships are overrated. I think that when you find a proper relationship and when you're in something that you're really happy with, that's great. If you don't have that, that's great. But I think that we have a culture where being single single symbol being single implies loneliness, implies a level of you can't find anybody. Nobody will or, and let me let me just pick my dad. Nobody will, are you? Nobody wants to be with you. And that's not true. Some people genuinely are single because they're happy as single. And we have this kind of theory in our heads that you can't be happy and single. Like those words go hand in hand. But that's a lie. That's something that we that a whole mark doesn't want us to believe so that they could push out more Christmas movies with people falling in love. It's not a thing. It really isn't. Being single is okay. Being in a relationship is okay. I think as a culture, we just think that being single means that you are not happy, and that's not true. Now, I speak on my behalf. Again, I will say being single. Cough, cough. Being self partnered has been the most eye opening time of my life. I think for the first time, I have an opportunity to find myself. To not allow what anybody else says to determine how I feel, what I want to do, how I think. And that right there is what I call the cream of the crop. It, it's a breathtaking experience to wake up every morning and say, hey, I want to do this. And I go and do it. I want to wear this and i don't have to message a so to ask them anything i just do what i have to do i live the way i have to live i don't live to please anybody i don't do anything i just live my life to the fullest i think it's fair to say that with each person it varies some people need that relationship that level of structure some people just don't for the people that do need that level of structure Take your time and find somebody that you think genuinely deserves it. When you rush something, you sometimes settle for what we call the Caribbean tricks. You settle for whatever you get. When you take your time, you sometimes find someone that really makes you happy. Talking from experience here. Taking, taking time off, when I took my time off, I really wasn't looking at for anybody. Still, st- I'm still in chill mode, but am I happy when I have now? Hell yeah, would I trade it for anything? I don't know, why would I? So, take your time. For the persons that are happy being single, be happy, enjoy each moment as it is. If you find somebody and you're happy, be happy. If you don't find anybody and you're still happy, be happy. Appreciate these moments. Appreciate the, the, what we call the bachelor stage, but bachelor on steroids because you're not single. You're single, single. But appreciate it because you don't know when again you'll have this opportunity. So take it and run with it. But have fun, not too much fun. Enough fun that you could, you could tell your nieces and nephews and your grandchildren, but not enough fun that you do something so extreme that you don't know if you would ever speak or tell them again. But in everything that I've said so far in this entire podcast, the one thing I want everybody listening to be like, to leave with is to trust the process. Don't rush anything. Take your time and appreciate each woman for what it is. this brings us to the end of this week's podcast i just want to thank each and every person who actually took the time to listen and to i hope that everybody's excited for this season being my book and book release and everything about the ups and downs of my last 19 years of life i'm only 19 now but the first 19 years of my life i should say so i hope that everybody will be back next week saturday for our next episode and hope everybody has a wonderful weekend see you next time on waves